This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 78. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Cameron Jones. Cameron is a WordPress developer from the Gold Coast, Australia. He currently works for Digital Makers, building websites for enterprise clients, and independently he develops custom plugins. Outside of WordPress, he's busy playing for sports clubs and parenting. Welcome, Cameron. Nice to see you. Hi, guys. Nice to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please, Cameron? Um, yeah, like I said, uh, live in the, uh, well, like you guys said, uh, live on the Gold Coast in Australia. Um, yeah, I've been involved with the WordPress community for a bit over four years now, I think. Um, and um, yeah, I've co-organized uh, WordPress meetups and WordCamps and yeah, I've got um, some custom plugins and that are used on more than 30,000 websites now. And um, yeah, I've worked for an agency um, developing websites. Cool. Tell us about the plugins that you've developed. Um, so the main one is called Facebook page plugin. Um, and it just lets you embed a Facebook page on your website. Yeah, oh, cool. that one I released, um, April 2015, I think it was. And yeah, it's used on more than 30,000 websites now. That's great. How did you get started with WordPress? I can see you, so I can say that you look like you're a relatively young person. So technology probably is not something foreign to your upbringing, but how did you get started with WordPress? Um, so I've, like, um, yeah, I've kind of grown up with technology a little bit. Um, always had like an attraction to computers. Um, when I was in high school, I did a um, class that was um, doing uh, coding and it was primarily MySQL. And so I, that was my introduction to like web coding. Before that, I'd done some Flash games. And um, yeah, so I was, you know, designing MySQL databases. And um, yeah, from there, went and did further study um, and got a diploma. And that was um, more website stuff mainly. So, um, yeah, I was interested in, um, you know, doing work, making websites and in, you know, web design development. And I was trying to find a job and I found most of the jobs were asking for people that knew WordPress. So I literally just went onto YouTube and searched how to make a website with WordPress. And that's wow. how I got into WordPress. YouTube, the benefits of YouTube. <laughs> That's amazing. What a great story. So, um, and you are now employed doing WordPress and you also do some work on the side on your own. Um, which, which do you prefer? Um, it's a good question. Um, Given that you are currently employed, I'll allow you to answer in a very diplomatic way. Yes, well, of course. <laughs> or we, we can withdraw about... the question if you'd like. 
yeah, we can take that away. I guess our, let's say what, let's, let me change the question. We talked to a lot of people who are self-employed and um, when we get to the question that we'll ask you about success, a lot of them say, you know, having the freedom to do what they love and those types of things. So seeing that you sort of have your, your foot in both of those areas, um, I guess, what do you like about working for yourself and what do you like about working uh, for someone else? Um, yeah, I, I enjoy both and they both come with their own, um, different challenges. Um, yeah, like I enjoy working, you know, for an agency and working with other people and, um, you know, as part of my experience working in agencies, I've done a lot of digital marketing and SEO. Um, and so, you know, I've learned plenty of things and like you get a design from a designer and, you know, it's stuff that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. And, um. So it, you know, challenges you and pushes you in a way that, um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to without, you know, working in that team for the agency. Um, but um, on the flip side of that, like, um, I'm a very creative person and sometimes that can be a bit restrictive. And so, yeah, I really enjoy, um, like, plug-in development um, because I uh, have, like, full creative freedom. Um, I don't actually do like freelance work as such on the side anymore. I just, I found that, um, cause like I'm, I'm good at, you know, writing code, but you know, there's so much more to doing freelance, um, web work than just writing code. You know, you've got to be a salesperson and, you know, uh, client relationships and all that sorts of stuff that I just found that I didn't enjoy. And a lot of the work that came to me was people who, you know, outsourced a website for a couple hundred bucks and then they weren't happy with it and they wanted someone to tweak around visual composer and get it like all the sorts of stuff that I didn't really want to do anyway. So, um, yeah, so there's not really a conflict of interest there and yeah, I kind of, um, yeah, I really enjoyed like aspects of both, you know, working with an agency and then also working independently on my own product stuff more than client stuff. I want to talk to you a little bit about the process of realizing you didn't want to freelance. And I wondered, was that ever a, you know, a notable part of your, your work or your revenue stream? So, you know, you were relying on some level of income coming in there until you eventually realized, I don't like this. And if it was like that, what was that process like? How did you eventually learn to say no to that? What was that all about? Um, so it, it wasn't not uh, really a part of my, um, like financially, it wasn't really something I depended on. Um, like I've got my own like registered business, but it's never made a profit. So it, yeah, it's not something that's you okay. know, been like keeping me up or anything. Um, how it came about that I learned, like realized that, uh, was, um, in part due to the company that I work for now and that, you know, um, as you'd expect, you know, some of the companies I work for, they're like, yeah, we, we don't feel entirely comfortable with, you know, people doing freelancing on the site. We're, we're not going to say don't do it, but we just prefer if you don't sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, that um, when I was interviewing for working there, that kind of, you know, put that thought in my mind, um, like that was there. Um, you know, just in the back of my mind and like for quite a long time, like my overall goal had been to, you know, go freelance full time eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the freedoms that, you know, that offered. Sure. Um, but then, um, yeah, ending up with, um, uh, a kid to 
to look after and uh, having, you know, the clients that or leads that kept coming to me just with the same sorts of things that I didn't enjoy, like stuff that I wasn't even writing code for. And it was, it was just, yeah, a culmination of all those couple of things within a very short period of time where it just showed to me it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's not the sort of thing that I, um, have the time to deal with and it's not like it's something I enjoy anyway. So, um, yeah, that was kind of how it came about. Yeah. I respect that. You know, the, the idea of working for your oneself often seems great on paper, but as you said, all the non-billable work of looking for clients, chasing clients, billing clients, collecting money, even if all the clients banned on you, you still got to send them an invoice, right? <laughs> and yeah. someone's got to generate that and we can automate it this and automate it that. But, you know, at some point we have to look back on that data and say, did they actually pay? So I, you know, I respect that. And, and, and I want to tie that in because you would just, you just mentioned uh, parenting and, and, a, and, a, and a kid to deal with, I believe with your phrase. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about, about that and, and kind of where you are in life. Um, so yeah, I've got a, uh, teenager that I take care of. Um, so that's lots of fun. Um, it, it's quite amusing when, you know, I, I refer to him as like my kid and people are like, oh, how old's your kid? I'm like, he's 16 and people look at me really funny. Um, <laughs> cause how old are you, Cameron? You're 23, correct? Yeah. I'm 23. So right. yeah, I was only seven when he was born. So yeah, <laughs> people get really confused and it's, it's really funny. <laughs> seeing the cog stick over in their mind. So, um, <laughs> People's face pauses that are trying to do the math on that. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, yeah. yeah. Their face just like goes blank and it's like trying to compute. But yeah. Um, so yeah, he, I've been taking care of him for more than a year now. Um, yeah. Last year, um, uh, he's, he's a friend of someone close to me. And yeah, last year he was... Uh, he became homeless, and so um, I took him in and have taken care of him ever since. And um, yeah, I, I expected that it would only last like um, you know a month or two, that sort of thing. But no, I've like completely fallen in love with this kid, and he's like a son to me. So um, and you know he's he's been here effectively for like over a year now. So for you, with this person in your life, I imagine it might have some bearing on your answer about how you define success professionally and personally in your life? Um, so yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I was expecting it cause I'm a regular listener to the show. Um, yeah, success for me, um, like at a personal level, um, like my mantra for life, like that I've developed over the last I don't know, uh, five or so years has been to be the person that I needed when I was younger. And so for me, um, success is just, um, being anything that gets me closer to that goal. Um, so, um, uh, and work, um, ties into it a bit and like, I'm, uh, very privileged in that I have a very supportive workplace that, um, you know, it gives me flexible working hours and um, the, uh, allows me to be flexible with the leave that I take and that sort of thing. And so, you know, they let me, um, well, they assist me in, um, you know, being there for him and 
Um, yeah, so just yeah, trying to be the person that I needed for um, when I was younger, like to other people and in, right now in particular to him. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of like my goal for life. So, yeah, success is pretty much just anything that gets me closer to that. So how, I guess, it sounds like maybe you you didn't have that growing up. And so how how do you... Um, where does that come from? I guess is my main question. Is it it's something that it's a void that you had that you wanted to fill? What is it based on something else that you've seen or friends of yours and how, and, and you look at that and say, that's how I'd like to be as a, as a parent or a mentor. Where does that come from? Yeah. Um, just, uh, from my upbringing mainly, um, like I, I certainly didn't have the worst childhood by, a long way but I'm sure like anyone who um, looks back at their um, upbringing you know you see things that you know um, your parents did that you you know you're like I you know that's not a good thing and you know I don't want to do that when I grow up and that sort of thing and so um, yeah it's just just something that I felt strongly about like I've wanted you know kids of my own for as long as I can remember and it's just something that and like the teenage years like you mentioned um earlier are particularly challenging and like they were particularly challenging for me too and it was like I don't want um you know people to feel the way that I felt and dealt with some of the stuff that I did like back when I was that age so this is really moving in a lot of different ways. And I'm kind of struggling to come up with a question that isn't just wow. But I guess yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed by, and I wonder about, you know, your, your, your goal, which is deeply personal and really moving about being the adult that you didn't have, that you needed. And you've been kind of focusing on that for the last five or six years, as you said, and you're 23. coming out of teenage, going into young 20s as we try to figure out what in life really matters and where we want to go and what we want to do and who we want to be and where we want to party, right? Uh, in a flippant kind of way. It's not easy for most people to do, especially most people, including people or even people who have a tremendous level of support and community around them. That's really amazing to me that you not only set that as a goal, because I can see somebody setting that, you know, if they've had a tough background, they say, this is my goal, but then being able to be in a position where you are today, where it sounds like you're absolutely delivering for, uh, for your kid in a way that maybe you didn't have when you were growing up. That's, that's really amazing. That wasn't a question at all. Yeah, I know. I'm struggling with, with, there are so many things going through my head right now, mostly just kind of uh, in awe of this uh, step that you've taken in your life and what a lucky kid this is because there are lots of kids who don't have that kind of support. Do you have support to help you? I mean, is there a community there that you rely on? What, what kind of things do you do um, to, I guess, to be guided in this path and to uh, give yourself some 
peace of mind, I guess. You say you play some sports. So so what's the community like there? Is it a small town that you live in or? Um, no, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a particularly small town. It's rather large city. It's, um, yeah, Gold Coast is very, um, broad area with lots of people like um, suburb that I live in is like third fastest growing um, suburb in the state or something so um, yeah there's not particularly small by any means. But, is that where um, you grew up? Do you have family in the area? or No. Okay. No I moved here almost two years ago Okay. and and it's funny like looking back on all the things that happened that like led me to move here it was like um it all came together so that I could be here for him. So just like looking back and seeing all these like things, how it all came together just so perfectly. So, yeah. Um, in, in terms of community, um, yeah, I've got like local WordPress communities. So um, I go to um, several um, meetups every month. Um, and yeah, I've, I play uh, football during the winter and cricket during summer. So um, yeah, I do have yeah social groups, and I have like stuff that keeps me busy. And um, in in terms of like you know specifically like being a parent or a pseudo parent or whatever um, that you'd call it, um, mm-hmm. I don't um, necessarily have a great deal of support around that. Like I do have like friends that I talk to and stuff. Um, they probably can't relate to this at all though, right? They're all No, it is a very unique situation. Yeah. Um, like there are people um, that do have like similar situations. Like I heard from a, uh, someone the other day who, you know, that someone was in their early twenties and you know, they're taking care of their teenage siblings. So like that happens. Um, and that's uh, more regularly and it's, right. you know, um, a fairly similar situation I'd expect. Um, Yeah, I think also this person that you've taken under your wing probably also, it sounds like if he was homeless, he probably also has some struggles himself that you need to help him through. And I imagine that takes a lot out of you. My my parents have been raising my niece and nephews for most of their life and they're teenagers. And similarly, they struggle with not having a peer group that are in the same position that they are. Their friends are all grandparents and don't have, you know, children living with them full time and teenagers or troubled teenagers. And so I have a somewhat of a picture of what that can be like to feel a little bit on your own uh, as a parent or a pseudo parent. So, yeah, Uh, we could we could spend a lot of time admiring you today, Karen, because what you're doing is pretty incredible. So thank you for sharing that with us, and I hope that um, that it continues to go well. Is this person interested in WordPress? <laughs> no, he's not particularly tech savvy, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> like he, he looks at what I do and is is fascinated by it and amazed by you know being able to write code and that sort of thing, but it's just not very technically minded, although we were talking last night and it's like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, that I might be able to help you with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can build you a website. <laughs> exactly. I can tell you how to like do marketing and listen to stuff and all the right podcasts to listen to. And yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, let me move on to another question. Um, another 
topic and let's talk a little bit about advice and what the best advice is that you've received and implemented in your life. Um, another really good question. Um, I don't know if it's so much advice, um, but have, have you guys seen the movie Robots? It's oh like this God, animated, an animated movie. Animated one. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. it came out like 10 years ago or so. Yep. Um, yeah, um, one of the character's Big World, one of the things that he says is like, see any villainy. I love that. And, I thought that's where you're going. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not so much like someone's advice or something, but like, like that's something in particular that is stuck with me for some reason. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing that. See a need, fill a need. I love that. Speaking of filling a need, I want to I want to ask you. I want to circle back to uh, kind of your WordPress involvement with the community. And you said that you've organized WordPress Meetup. You've organized uh, WordCamp. Maybe was it WordCamp Brisbane or WordCamp? The, there's not a WordCamp. The Gold Coast is there. It's WordCamp Brisbane. Yeah, um, there was a Gold Coast WordCamp several years ago. Uh, okay. Hopefully, there'll be on sometime. I hope so too. And what I wonder is how, how long between that first YouTube video, how do you make a WordPress website and getting involved with organizing meetups and WordCamps? How did, how did that transition? Cause that sounds very much like see a need, fill a need. Yeah. Um, so I think it would have been about nine months. Um, so um, in a very short period of time after like, you know, uh, starting to, develop sites with WordPress um, and just learning. I managed to land my first uh, full-time job. And um, while I was working there, uh, WordCamp Brisbane 2015 came along. And so one of the people that worked there said, you know, send out like an email to everyone. It's like, hey, look, there's this WordPress conference on the weekend. And it was like a week before it was on sort of thing. So it was very last minute and I had no idea what to expect or anything. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds good. I'll go. And so, um, yeah, you know how affordable WordCamps are and, sure. you know, being living in Brisbane, like it wasn't like hard to get to or anything. So, um, yeah, pretty easy um, decision to make. And, yeah, I went to WordCamp Brisbane and enjoyed it more than most things I have in my life. Um, <laughs> I was just uh, amazed by, like, all the things that I was learning, like, just information overload um, for your first WordCamp, as I'm sure you guys yeah, absolutely. Uh, experience too. Um, and yeah, I just wanted more of that. So I, you know, jumped on the WP Australia Slack and jumped on all the meetups that I could find and went to as many meetups as I could and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so that's, that's how I got involved with WordPress community was yeah, through a WordCamp. Cameron, what is your favorite thing that you do every day? Do you have like a special um, moment or a ritual or anything that like that that you do every day? And if you don't, that's okay too. Maybe just getting up out of bed and having coffee. I don't like coffee. One of those strange people that doesn't like coffee. Um, <laughs> I can understand that. It takes some getting used to. It does. Once you're used to it, it's awesome. Let me ask you this as you're, as you're thinking about that, because when you said earlier you're into sports and you play football, for our non-ANZAC uh, listeners, we should clarify that that's Australian rules football. Um, yeah. And that's not a passive sport. 
I no. think cricket is very passive in my mind, but there's nothing passive about Australian rules football. Um, no. How, how, why that sport? I mean, did you always grow up with it or did you say, you know what, I need a stress relief and I'm going to go either pound on people or get pounded and, and that'll get the stress out of my life for the day. <laughs> no. Um, my brother got really into it when he was really young and introduced me to it. So I've been playing it like on and off since I was about eight or nine years old. Um, and yeah, um, I never played for a club growing up, but I did play competitively for school. Um, and you know, uh, yeah, now I'm all grown up and stuff. And, um, I, you know, I sit, um, on a, at a computer all day, you know, writing code for a living and, um, just like noticing how unfit that I'm starting to get. It's like, okay, you know, I really need to do something about this. And, um, you know, I don't feel particularly uh, comfortable about going to a gym. I just, um, like I'm so self-conscious and, you know, every time I think about, you know, I should go to a gym and then it's like, but there's 50 million other things that I can do that are way more productive, like, you know, writing some code or cleaning the dishes and all this sorts of stuff. And so like, I have to do something that I enjoy. So, you know, I, I you know, um, been playing football since I was you know, much younger and it's something that I really love. So, um, yeah, for me, it was getting back into it was partially for fitness and also, um, uh, yeah, just because I love the game. It's fun. Yeah. It, it wasn't particularly like to be a stress relief or anything like that. It's just, yeah, I've been playing it since I was a kid. Uh, how often do you play when it's in season? Uh, every Friday night, just about. Okay. That's great. And do you go into your office every day or how, how is that? You work remotely sometimes? Yeah. Um, so I work, um, travel into the office in Brisbane, uh, four days a week and one day a week I work from home. And you said that's not a short commute, right? What do you, are you 90 minutes one way, 90 minutes both ways, 45 in, 45 out? Um, it's, I mean, it's a, between like an hour and a quarter and an hour and a half each way. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, 50 kilometers. So that would be about 35 miles, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an hour on the train plus like driving to the station, waiting for the train, walking to work once I get off the train, that sort of thing. So yeah, it, it adds up a bit. So yeah, yeah the commute is a, a bit of a hike. What do you, do you listen to podcasts? What do you do on your... <laughs> nice one, Tara. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, so I usually, um, well, before I listen to podcasts, I mainly just listen to music. Um, but um, yeah, I mainly listen to podcasts on my commute. I, I find that helps me get into a good um, mindset for work. Like, you know, listening to WordPress-oriented podcasts, you know, helps yeah. me get like... Um, you know, in the zone sort of to a degree. Um, and yeah, so listening to podcasts mainly and like doing some work on my own stuff on my laptop or catching up on some work if I need to. Oh, wow. So you can do that on the train. That's good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm on the train for at least an hour. So I've got plenty of time to kill. Okay. Wow. Well, it sounds like you make the most of it and, and you're, you sound like a productivity focused person from what you've described. Uh, not really. I find I procrastinate a lot. <laughs> uh, well, 
uh, you mentioned being productive. So it sounds like you, uh, you do have that in mind. We all procrastinate, even the most productive people procrastinate. It's, it's necessary for productivity, you know? <laughs> I like to think that we procrastinate, procrastinate more strategically than others. That could be. At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> when nothing on my to-do list is done yet. Yeah, I just tell myself it is part of productivity. The process is is having some having some procrastination and not planned time. So that's good. Yeah, having all the time on on a train every day, I think you probably would. It would. It's important to make use of that time, or else you would just kind of feel uh, exhausted. Just from yeah. the monotony of traveling and commuting. So sounds like you make the most of that. And speaking of time, we are out, I'm afraid. It's been about a half an hour. Cameron, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and chat with you a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing your story and for all that you're doing um, to help people in your world, one person in particular. Thank you so much, Cameron. It's really been inspiring. Appreciate it. No worries. Nice to meet you guys. And before we say goodbye to you, Cameron, please tell people where they can find you online. Uh, so uh, I am on on most social channels like Facebook and Twitter and all that. You can find me at Cameron Jones Web um, and on my blog, uh, CameronJonesWeb.com.au. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's been, as I said, it's been a real, real pleasure. You've given us a lot to think about, a lot to ponder, and uh, a lot to be grateful for. So thank you. Thanks, Cameron. No worries. Bye bye. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>